Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Stock Market Investing with the Armor Report. I'm Brett Rosenthal. This is our week in review, and I appreciate you guys spending some time on your Saturday chatting with me about stock market. Armor Report stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. I always thought of it as armor for your portfolio. So what we don't do here is carnival bark about the hot new stock you got to buy tomorrow is going to make you a lot of money, right? What we talk about here is managing risk first and then capturing upside when the windows open. And we do it in a three-stage process. We build our whiteboard of fundamental ideas where we have proprietary research information. We use our proprietary algorithms that we've written here to help us manage risk, tell us when to add risk, when to take risk out of the market. Those are the armor algorithms. And we really, primarily it's on the big eight indexes we follow. And then we have other algos designed for groups and individual stocks. And we wrap that all up in a bow with a stop-loss discipline, because none of this works without a stop-loss discipline. You put those three things together, you have the armor investing way. What I'm hoping is that over time, it will improve your process of managing your own assets, which I assume is why you're here watching this. So I've been doing this over 30 years. I'm just sharing my own experience with you, not telling you what stocks to buy. Of course, I don't know you. I don't know your risk tolerance. I couldn't uh, possibly uh, tell you what stocks to buy. So I don't know your goals either or what your portfolio is. But what I can do is share what I'm doing in my own portfolio. And then over time, um, my, my hope is that the Armour Report is a guide for you, helping you know, number one, when to commit capital, when to protect it. And then number two, where to go with assets. And number three, how to protect those assets and those decisions with stop losses. All right. So today, what we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to obviously talk about the stock market last week and what we think is going to happen next week. What are the algorithms telling us about the big indexes and will there be a start of a new upleg in this bull market. So last week we talked about, is the market going to crash, right? That's a little bit of a cheeky type of uh, title. Same thing here. You know, is the market about to explode? Well, let's just look at the algorithms and talk about how to manage risk and set up opportunity, okay? Then we're going to drill down into what stocks we want to buy. So grab a pen, grab a piece of paper. I'm going to share with you what I'm looking at to put into my portfolios, all right? And then perhaps you can take those ideas, do your own research, and see if it fits into your risk tolerance and your goals, okay? Um, of course, I'll get to Q&A in the end. But when we get to Q&A, I want to talk about a couple of things that are on my mind. I've been having questions and uh, fielding questions from individuals whatnot. Number one is going to be this oft-asked uh, oft question. Why can't we just buy and hold stocks? Stocks always go up. This particular individual um, sent me a list of stocks that he owns, and they're all up 200%. I don't really know what that means. I don't know how long it's taken for him to get those positions up 200%, and I certainly don't know everything else in his portfolio that's lost him a lot of money. So cherry-picking some names that are up doesn't really help me. But what I do want to help you with and share my experience with you is that um, the difference between buying and holding and what we're doing here at the Armour Report. This particular individual doesn't understand how we make money because we're always moving back and forth. 
Um, so I'm going to address those issues because it's a great question. There's a simple answer for it, and I'm going to get to that before I get to Q&A later. And we're also going to talk about Bitcoin and Ether and all the cryptocurrencies and how they interconnect with the equity market. Okay, so this is what we're going to try to cover today. Try to do it in a half an hour and then get to Q&A. It always takes longer, but we'll see if I can talk fast. If you have an interest in what I'm talking about, if you want to be a part of these conversations every week, and quite frankly, every day we're posting videos, you can subscribe right down here, and you'll get an email from us letting you know when we have our next video up. You can also subscribe to the Armor Report, okay? So uh, don't forget, there's always the like button you can hit. That always helps me out. I appreciate it if you do that. The Armor Report's right here, just before I dive in. This is our website, the Armor Report, right? You can click on Armor Insiders, you get to the inside page of the Armor Report. Okay, this is what we update on a daily basis. Our model portfolios, um, video coverage only for Armor Insiders, our whiteboard of research fundamental ideas, and our risk monitor, which is a simple and easy way to understand what the algorithms are telling us about risk and how to manage it. <clears throat> now, we've created a new pricing plan, a couple new uh, subscription offerings for you. You can see it up here. Let me just, you know, break it down for you real quick. We created an offering of Armor Original, and I call it Armor Original. It's really for the individual. It was my original idea when I started the Armor Report. It's for the investor who cannot sit at his desk all day trading and doesn't want to be part of that. Wants to do his or her research at night, on the weekends, like right now, gather information, act on it, and invest the way they invest. That's what that's for. Never had an offering like that before. Created it now. It's up there if you have an interest in it. Then, of course, Armor Extra Crispy. You get all of that original, a little bit extra crispy with intraday analysis through our Slack room, and then the Armor Pro version. You get you know, all of it combined along with a screen share while we're trading so you can see how we use uh, Armor tools and you can see Armor algorithms and whatnot. All right, so anyway, consider that. Let's dive in. First thing I want to do is take a look at and remind you all, let's talk about the market itself. This is the uptrend we're in since the Fed started supporting the market uh, to get us out of an economic um, implosion. Okay? And I read something this week, and I really thought it was brilliant on Twitter. can't remember who said it. I'm going to share it right here. Whoever it was, forgive me. I can't remember who it was. All right? Look. The pandemic was not the black swan event. It was the government's reaction to the pandemic that created the black swan event. Just remember that the next time you go to vote. Just remember that. Just a thought for you. It wasn't the pandemic, which, by the way, is on the decline. We have vaccines, which we were always going to have. Don't let some government pretend that it happened because they made it happen. <laughs> Companies are out there working on vaccines all the time. They're going to work on it. Here we are now. So it's government's reaction to um, the Wuhan virus that created the black swan event. Anyway, the Fed decided to bail the market out on the government's reaction. And we have this Andrews Fork run, and we continue to remain inside of that fork. So let me say this real quick. 
the risk monitor, which is the way we talk about, and, you know, again, you can see it right here, the risk monitor, okay? We change the risk monitor whenever the armor algorithms are telling us something has changed about the market, when to add risk, when to take it out. So we're on risk monitor red right now, which means we're not supposed to be committing capital and we're supposed to be in a defensive position. I say supposed to because I don't always follow that personally myself, okay? Sometimes I preempt, and I'll get into that in a minute. But um, when we had this three-bar sell-off right here, it took us out of the market to protect capital, okay? So our index-only portfolio went to 100% cash. Other indexes were absolutely plummeting, such as the ARK Innovator, this was back here, okay? And so this was a failed attempt to find support at the 200-day, right? And that drove us out of the market. Our swing and our invest portfolios remained at about 50 to 60% long the market. So when we get risk monitor red, we don't just sell everything. And so this, that's one, one thing I would mention to the individual perhaps watching this YouTube video right now. Um, we don't sell everything when we get risk monitor red. Okay, we don't buy everything with risk monitor green. There are some positions in the portfolio that make it through these cycles, and there will be times where we get long-term on an idea. But I don't choose before, I don't force my will on the market and say this stock is a long-term investment because it's a great idea, right? I don't do that. Long-term investments show up in the portfolio because they never get stopped out and they prove themselves and they never violate a stop. So my capital is protected and the asset performs, okay? So um, what we're looking for now, and this, this right here is a double bottom test of the 50-day and the uptrend. I, I titled this track, Will the market explode next week? If we take out the highs of, to me, what looked like the 14th on the S&P, and the SPY is, um, the high there is 417.49. If we close above that high, the high here was 418.20. So let's call it that, the high of yesterday. If we close above there, we will in all likelihood get a risk monitor green signal. And that will put us back into the market in an aggressive way, okay, on all of our portfolios. Now, as it so happens, we took a preemptive position in the index-only portfolio right here. And the market rallied up and put, actually right in here. Right in here, we got long on the market again. So from an index-only portfolio, we put capital back to work even before the risk monitor has gone green. We're willing to risk the low of the 19th. So step one in this conversation is Armour algorithms are telling us that the market may be about to make its next leg higher. Now we're looking at the NASDAQ 100, which has made a cup and handle at the 50-day moving average. If we see next week the NASDAQ 100 take out the high of Friday, that'll be a confirmation 
that this is going to be a breakout of a cup and handle, and that would suggest the whole market's going higher. So how are we going to play it? Let's go through, first of all, our favorite um, top of the whiteboard names. So you can grab a pen, piece of paper, you can write this down. I think one of the, and I'm going to start with the ETFs and then we'll drill down, okay? So I think cybersecurity is a no-brainer. I think we have to really um, take a look at hack, okay? This is what I call a, an armor value entry point. Triple bottom near the 200-day moving average, going closing back above the 50-day moving average. And then there are some unbelievable patterns inside a hack. So I don't know. I might own hack or I might own my favorite names in hack, okay? FireEye. We already bought FireEye in armor portfolios right in here. It, it just had to be owned. That chart is unbelievable. And the stock is acting great. So when I say unbelievable, I'm looking for reward versus risk setup. Okay? I'm looking for reward, reward versus risk. It doesn't mean everything's going to go up, but we use algorithms to say, yep, the risk to reward is optimal here. Put money to work. Okay? So FireEye is on the list. CrowdStrike is on the list. These are fundamental names off of our whiteboard that are setting up patterns technically where we're getting a risk on entry point using our algorithms. CrowdStrike was added to the portfolio. You can see why. Double bottom looks very much like the NASDAQ 100, that double bottom, right? I love the flagpole look right here. Huge up day after a sell-off then a tight flag formation and a break out of that. Can you guys see that? Right? Here's the flagpole. Here's the tight formation. And then this is the breakout. And now it's been up four days in a row. Okay? I'm a fan of NET. Same exact pattern as hack. Now, I just like this idea fundamentally. Right, doing some research on Friday on Tenable. Boy, this story sounds sweet to me. Now, this is a thinner stock. It doesn't trade as liquid as some of the bigger names, so therefore the risk is higher. But that's a classic double bottom at the 200-day moving average, which is this green line here. And then I can round it out with Juniper. Right, Juniper Networks. That's breaking a major long-term downtrend. Okay, now let's skip over to another name that one of you all talked to me about last week, maybe the week before last week on this show, asking me about it. So I did the research. I did the work on it over the week, and I totally agree with you. Don't know who you are, but raise your hand if it's you. Let me know. This stock, in my opinion, got to be owned. I'm buying it personally. I'm not telling you what to do. Okay, that's Nokia. Talk about long-term downtrends that have been broken. That's one of my favorite bottoming wedge patterns. And now this company is starting to dominate when it comes to 5G equipment sales. So you've got the gap up out of the downtrend, a consolidation, another pennant formation, really. And the stock is breaking out. The risk reward is right. My risk would be probably the low right in here. 
okay, so a little bit of risk, not a big deal. But if this pattern unfolds the way I think it could, the reward could be a significant. Okay, now let's skip over to IVB. So this is the biotech ETF, IVB. It's getting awful close to a breakout of this downtrend after finding constant support on the 200-day and on the original breakout line. So my eye is on this for next week. How would I play it? I could do it with BIB, okay, which is twice the performance, so I don't need individual stock risk. I just pick up, I just pick up twice the performance. But inside of IBB, inside of Hack, you have to go look at what these ETFs own. In this case, Amgen is a 10% position, so you really got to be comfortable owning Amgen if you want to own IBB. And that chart's not bad. But I haven't done the research there on Amgen to say, yeah, I really want to own that. What I really like, and this is one of the top five names in IBB, is Illumina. You all know I like it. We traded it once before. Right back here, it had a huge run. Now we put a double bottom in, and on the armor report, we bought it right here. You know, if you'd like to have bought that with us, continue, okay, consider subscribing. It was just a great entry point. This is an armor value entry point where the, the risk to the stop is tight and logical. Like this is a clear, and if it takes out these lows, it's over. If it holds a 200-day, there could be something big here, and, and it may unfold. It may not, but guess what? The stock's already popped out. I can raise my stop to break even now. And that goes to a conversation about how to protect capital, okay? One of the most important things we do on our desk from a stop-loss discipline, when you put a position on and the stock takes off, we raise the stop to break even. Then you're just playing with the house's money. Comes back down to where you bought it. You get out. The principle's intact. It didn't work. You wait for the next idea. You keep moving until you find the one that explodes higher and then you get to hold it for the next five years and be up 200% on your mind. Okay. But first, you got to protect your principal. All right. So that's how we do it. So if, if Illumina is going to break out, I've got my eye on Pacific Biosciences. This is not my favorite chart pattern, but that is a look at that flagpole that I love. See that flagpole right there? Just exactly what I look for. Selling off, big bottoming pole, makes a nice pennant formation. Now it's back above the 200-day. That could be worth a go, and I would use the low of the 19th as the stop. I had an Armor Insider ask me about this company. Listen to the conference call last week. Realology. This is, this is like a game changer of an idea. This is an incredible idea. I suggest all of you go listen to the conference call recently. It's a real estate story. But if you look at it from a real estate story, you miss the whole point of this investment. I'm going to boil it down for you in really um, one paragraph. You ready for this? If you were around in the 1980s, early 90s, you know, Microsoft stock went berserk. 1980s, early 90s. It went berserk, totally outperforming Apple. Apple almost went bankrupt, remember? You guys remember that? Now Apple's a great stock, but that's a completely different company. Those of you who are young who don't remember this, Apple dominated the computer market, 
and they tried to force a closed system on the computer environment, personal computer environment. What does that mean? In order to use my, uh, Apple's operating system, you had to buy an Apple computer. And what Microsoft said was, we don't care what computer you buy. We're going to license our operating system to everybody. And that totally destroyed Apple and created Microsoft as one of the greatest investments of all time. That simple decision. What Realology is doing, there hasn't been a change in the real estate sales business. Realtors, right? There hasn't been a change in decades. And it's a closed system. And this company has created an OS, for a lack of a better way to explain it, that allows everybody to access. It's a, it's a really interesting idea, and it's changing the business, in my opinion. One example, if you've ever sold a house, you know, you, would, wouldn't you have loved to, to sell a house, get a bid that was solid, this is a good bid, it's yours, and then go check the market everywhere else to see if someone will pay more? Wouldn't you love to have done that? This company allows you to do that. It's a killer story. I don't know if I'm going to buy the stock right here. I'm not telling you to buy any of these things today. I'm just sharing with you what's on my whiteboard. If we get a risk monitor green signal, I start putting these ideas in the portfolio. This may be one of them. It's worth doing research on. Okay? Now, um, Ford. Let's go over Ford for a minute. The real place to buy Ford was right here, okay, as it popped back above the 50-day moving average. You could argue the second place, you don't have to buy there. You can buy it right here when it breaks the downtrend. Of course, then on Friday, we had that piece of news about 44,000, 45,000 um, um, early subscribers to the new you know, uh, EV truck they're bringing out, and the stock broke out, Okay. This stock is not gone yet. This, you could literally, you could buy the stock on Friday and use a low of Friday as the stop when you look at the entire picture of Ford. Okay? Ford is breaking out of a major base with a new product idea that apparently is catching fire. Those are some of the greatest investment ideas. So if you didn't buy Ford already, which I haven't yet, I will definitely have four at the top of my list. And quite frankly, trying to buy it on weakness Monday morning. And I'll be using the low of Friday, maybe the low of Thursday as my stop on that position. If this entry point's right, it should not go below the low of Thursday. Okay? Now here's a couple of ideas that I've been eyeballing and um, we, in, we did not chase these names, right? You can't buy the steel stocks when they're running, you have to buy them on weakness to the 50-day. Every time the steel stocks get to the 50-day, they reverse and go higher. There's a real story unfolding in steel. My two favorite steel names are Cliffs and X. So they're on my list. I don't like those patterns right now. I need to see a reversal, and I'll be looking to see if we get one early in the week. And I'm going to round it out with Tech, which is a copper play that I like a lot. Okay? So there's the downtrend. There's the play. It broke out of that nice pattern. It's pulled right back to test it, and it's holding the 50. All right? 
So those are the basic names that are on my whiteboard. There's many more. That list can change. Okay, so Armor Insiders know that in our Slack room, on our live trading desk, we're, I'm constantly refining that list, getting it tighter and tighter. When we get the risk on green signal, I know exactly where I want to go with money. Okay, but those are some ideas for you all to research and think about so that if we get that move higher next week, you're ready to do what you got to do. All right, let me um, wrap up with a couple thoughts before we get to Q&A. Uh, precious metals. I don't want to spend too much time talking about it, but I do want to, I do want to share this. Intraday volatility, excuse me, intraweek volatility doesn't really bother me. Precious metals have all kinds of shenanigans that get played out on them, trying to shake the weak holders out of their positions. We know this. This is going to continue to happen. We hope it stops happening after uh, um, June 28th when the Basel III rules go into effect, but it probably won't. It'll probably keep happening. So this is all I care about when it comes to precious metals. Let's look at Newmont. I'm not going to go through every chart for the sake of time, but let's go through Newmont, which is our number one stock in the space. We've always said it's our favorite name. Okay? That's a massive weekly breakout. It doesn't get better than that huge breakout of a downtrend, pennant formation, explosion, okay? And I guess we can look at CDX real quick to look at the whole group. You can see why we own Newmont. It's already making new highs. GDX, the whole group, has higher to go. Newmont's leading the charge. But that's a solid breakout. No doubt there'll be resistance here or there. There'll be, there'll be you know, places. Here's, here's what gold looks like on a weekly chart. Weekly breakout. It just got started. So don't sweat the wiggles during the week. We know what our stops are. As long as it stays above our stops, don't sweat the wiggles. Look at the bigger picture. Okay? Um, I'm going to wrap up with my thoughts on Bitcoin and Ether, okay, and all the other cryptocurrencies. Okay, so there's Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. That's the weekly chart pattern. Take a long, hard look at that. And take a look at gold. Sprott Physical Gold. What pattern do you want to own? What pattern do you want to own? You want to go try to catch a falling knife on a weekly level and tell me it's bottomed? You can if you want. There's a lot of guys out there that tell me over and over how great it is to buy every dip in, uh, um, in crypto. I've been accused of not understanding cryptocurrencies. And I get it. I understand why... It's fun to, to say that. But the Armour Report is about having armor for your portfolio. It's about protecting capital, right? It's about managing risk. So these are my thoughts for you. Number one, is there a place for cryptocurrency in the future, in the world, when it comes to currencies? That idea of cryptocurrencies, I embrace. I get it. It's a real thing. 
You follow me on Twitter. I just tweeted out this morning from the Cato Institute a discussion that I think everybody should read when it comes to understanding cryptocurrencies and how it affects the bottom line of that story. Go read it. It's fascinating. But stable coins are going to, in, to help the U.S. dollar remain dominant. It's a fascinating argument. Go read it, okay? But the idea of cryptocurrency and the investment in the asset right now are two totally different things. And all I ask you to do is to recognize the asset you own. Don't pretend that it's some magic dust that will always go up and those who don't believe the same thing just don't get it. Because what I would ask you is to understand the madness of crowds. You want me to understand cryptocurrencies. I say, I'm doing my research, and I'll be ready to put capital to work when the time is right for me and my risk tolerance. And I ask you, go read the book, The Madness of Crowds, because what's being evidenced in these assets over the last couple of months is the madness of crowds, and it never ends well. I don't mind taking abuse. Twitter happens all the time. Who cares, right? I, I, if you have a troll, it means you're real. So I love it. I love all the trolls. Come on out and, and hate on everything I'm saying now. That's fine. But those same exact people told me I was an idiot for not buying shares of Bitcoin at 60000 It's going to go to 100000 right? Ether, right? These things have dropped 40 and 50% in seven days. I'm not proud of the fact that I didn't make money on the way up. I missed an opportunity. I should have put money to work, and it went up huge. So the guy who bought it and traded it, he's the winner. So I'm not coming on here saying I know everything. I don't know everything. I didn't make that money, right? But I can tell you that we're in the midst of the madness of crowds, and it won't end well. Now, if you want to say to me, I'm going to hold it for the next 10 years, it's going to end great. Hey, man, more power to you. More power to you. If you can see your assets drop 50 to 90% before they go up 1,000%, okay. Okay, I don't even know why you're watching this. You don't need to watch anything. You just force your will on the market. You go buy an asset, and you pray that it's up in 10 years. Hey, man, good for you. That's a great investing philosophy. I hope it works for you. It doesn't work for me. I need to protect my assets. I work too hard. I work too hard to gather those assets. So as I do research on crypto, and I'm constantly doing research on it, okay? Started it three, four years ago. I continue over and over again to come back to one basic investing premise that suits my risk-reward tolerance. Now, maybe you have huge capacity for risk. Okay? That's fine. All I've been saying the last couple of weeks is this is the madness of crowds, and it will not end well in the short to intermediate term. If you say, I have massive ability to handle risk, 
And I don't care if my asset drops 50 to 90%, as long as it ends up higher five to 10 years from now, then I wish you the best of luck. But I would also say that you're in a very small crowd. You, you if you can actually execute that. I've been managing money for individuals for over 30 years. There's maybe 2% of my client base that can actually execute that. What usually happens is when it's down 90%, you're going to quit. You, you won't be able to stand it. And you'll puke it out right at the bottom. And that's what I'm trying to help most of you avoid because most people do that. So over and over again, as I do the research, I'm going to share with you three stocks that are on my whiteboard now. I'm not buying them now. But this is the way I'm going to go when it comes to buying into the cryptocurrency investment idea. Okay? I want the companies that make money regardless of what currency ends up being king. Okay? That's what I want. I'm not comfortable. My risk-reward is not comfortable buying Bitcoin when one or two eccentric billionaires can sink the value of the asset 40% in seven days because they say something stupid. That's not an investment to me. I mean, that's just not an investment. How do you know what these billionaires are going to say next week? How's that an investment? There's a billionaire going to come out and say, whatever, I don't know, whatever he's going to say. I'm no longer taking Bitcoin. I'm only going to take Cardona ADA. That would be awesome, right? Everybody who owns ADA, the thing will go through the roof. Bitcoin collapses. I mean, it's just ridiculous to me. That's not an investment. What is an investment is cryptocurrencies. I get that. And so what I'm going to do eventually, and I don't, I'm not doing it now, but it's on my whiteboard. I'm doing research, talking to management. I'm doing all the things you got to do to get comfortable with an investment, okay, and then be able to manage your risk. So these are the three stocks that are on my whiteboard, right? It's not going to be Ether, okay? There's Grayscale. Not going to be any of those assets. Wild run higher, unbelievable collapse, Right? I should have been on this run with you. Absolutely. I should have bought it right here, break it out of an unbelievable cup and handle. What a base. I should have bought it right there. Shame on me. I'm embarrassed, right? But at the same time, um, when it runs up here, I'm not telling everybody how stupid they are that they don't own it, okay? All right, and here's the reason why. So what I am going to do, okay, I think Silvergate is a no-brainer. At some point, I have to own the stock. If you haven't done the research on it, now's the time to start doing your research. Read reports, listen to conference calls, understand what they do. They're a bank that makes money on transactions when it comes to cryptocurrencies. That's what I want. I want the guy selling the picks and the axes into the industry of gold miners, in this case, cryptocurrency people. These guys make money. It doesn't make a difference. I mean, right now they're overloaded in Bitcoin. Right? But over time, their platform will be trading many different currencies. Okay? Obviously, I can't say one without saying the other. Coin. Now, I don't own the stock here. I didn't buy it when it started trading at 380 or whatever. Okay? And it came back down to 250, which was the original point that the NASDAQ 
you know, used as a reference point. And I told all of you 250 means nothing. It's just a reference point. Okay. And so it's blown through that. Right. And so now we're down into the 200, 220 type of level. At some point, Coinbase is going to make a bottom that I'm going to want to own. I was on the conference call last week. I've been doing the work. This is a great idea. They just raised a whole bunch of money in a convertible debt deal, which is another reason why there's pressure on the stock. But eventually this is going to work out. Now, usually the Armour Report waits six months before ever buying a new issue. Algorithms don't work on assets that haven't been traded. So I need at least six months of data. And generally, that's the time required for the, for the, the new issue to build a pattern that you can really begin to understand and trade off of. So there's still time here, a lot of time for this to build, but I have it on my whiteboard. And the last, um, the last piece to the puzzle has got to be PayPal. It's got to be PayPal. There's a lot PayPal is doing in this area. And I guess you can throw Square in, right? Square and PayPal are at the forefront of this, but Square's chart pattern looks terrible. PayPal actually looks viable right in here, and it may be something I add to portfolios next week. And with that, I will get to your questions right now. Sorry, wait. As I go to look at comments and questions right now, I remember that I put a question up first, and I'm going to share it with you. Okay? So I was asked this question, why can't you just buy and hold stocks? I guess maybe I've already answered it. Okay? You, you could certainly buy and hold stocks if you can make it through that massive correction. That, so I'm sharing my investment process with all of you because I can admit to myself that last year when the market dropped 40% on the S&P and many portfolios were down 60% in a month, I don't like the feeling of having my assets do that. You say to me, well, the market always goes up. The Fed comes in and supports it. And I submit to you that I'm just a more cynical person, I guess. I've worked so hard for my money. I have it in the market. I don't want it to drop 40 to 60% in a month. and have to believe the government will bail me out. That is just not an investment philosophy to me. And so that's why I've created the Armour Investing Way and I share it with you. When the windows open to capture upside, we make a lot of money. When there's a difficult market, we're not gonna make a lot of money, you're right. We're gonna trade a lot more, we're in and we're out, we're in and we're out, we don't quite get anywhere. That happens. Then the market will implode, will be in cash. Your net worth will drop 40 to 50%. Then we put our cash back to work. Market starts to go higher. We have massive alpha. If your assets drop 50%, you realize they have to go up 100% just for you to break even. The Armour Investing Way is designed to avoid that collapse and to avoid the necessity to hope that the government will bail me out. And that's why I do this, and I hope you find it helpful. I'll get to your questions now. What do you got? Greetings. Hey, how are you doing, my friend? 
All right, Z, uh, IBRX, IBRX. Oops, you're looking at me. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, IBRX, right? This is a combination of um, – the name just flew out of my head, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, this was the company. Yeah, oh, I'm glad you reminded me. I'm going to write this down because I really like this idea. Um, and it's sitting here at the 200-day moving average, and that's where I like to add things. What I don't like is the massive overhead in here. So when you have a collapse from 40 all the way down to 15, it's trapped so many people that this, this base to me isn't long enough. It's going to take longer to go sideways to, 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 um, to work off all of that overhead. So something for me to put back on my list. I always forget. i got to put that on my list. Um, ZM. I would love to own Zoom again. Um, it, it really all goes back to the innovator funds. Here are some of the names. I like Zoom, but, I mean, the, the pattern is just terrible. It keeps making lower lows and lower highs, so there's nothing in there that would get me to buy it. I put Zoom right next to Teladoc. I mean, I think this is the greatest idea ever. I can't believe it's going straight down. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. I, I mean, all of a sudden, people are going to start going to the doctor's office again? I'm not. I'd much rather use a Teladoc. But anyway, we're in the midst of an ARC Innovator Fund sell-off. And this gets me to the question of, you know, how is ARC, you know, oh, geez, you know, I forgot to, God, guys, I forgot to go over Bitcoin and Ether and how it's affecting the stock market. I'll make it real brief. Um, last week, we were literally trading on our live trading desk, watching Bitcoin and Ether, and then putting equity trades in. It, it, it was literally leading the market. So in a very short period of time, when a high-risk asset gets destroyed, it scares a lot of high-risk money out of the market, okay? And so you get this weakness. And this is partially what's driven the market down to the 50-day moving average. If Bitcoin and Ether and these other cryptos stop collapsing and they just start to consolidate down here, then my guess is the stock market goes higher next week. If Bitcoin at all implodes again over the weekend and craters, it's probably going to drive equities below the uptrend because it's telling you that there's something inherently wrong um, with the market. There's too much margin. It's starting to unwind, right? And you get that margin unwind that can last for a month and it hits everything because people have a portfolio and they're getting crushed over here in crypto and they say, oh my God, I, I can't afford to lose any more money. So I better start selling, you know, the other names in my portfolio, there's stocks. There's such a correlation right now to what's going on in Bitcoin uh, and, and, and the S&P and the NASDAQ. It's unbelievable if you watch it on an interday basis, which we do on our live trading desk. All right. Anyway, so there's ZM. Um, I'm not ready to buy. I guess the answer, Sean, is I'm not ready to buy those stocks yet until I see ARK Innovator type of funds set up a better bottom than this. This is not even a bottom. This is just a break after a collapse. Now it's taken a little bit of a break and, I don't know what this is. We need higher lows to set up, and we're not getting that yet. Hey, Deb, how are you? Is there an ETF for crypto? Yeah, well, the two ETFs, well, I'm not sure they're exactly ETFs, but, or do you mean these stocks that I'm looking at? I don't know. I don't know what you mean, but um, the Grayscale ETFs are the only ones that are, 
available. I think there's more coming in the pipe though. Um, so there's there's some. Uh, I, I don't trade these, you know, so I'm not sure exactly that question. If you mean ETFs for the stocks like SI, um, the ETF that's closest to this is ARKF. This is the FinTech Innovation, and it, and it, you know, it covers a lot of crypto tech companies. So go take a look at that. You can go to ETF.com, ETF.com, and put in... Um, ARKF and see what's in that fund and you'll get some ideas. Good morning, that's guy. How are you? Plandemic. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. You think T might be a go after it bounces. That's a good question. So you all know that I've been on here saying this is the easiest money I'm going to make all year in AT&T. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> that, was, that doesn't happen if the management team comes out and makes a major change to their business. And that's going to be true about anything. So in my portfolio, I didn't lose any money. I didn't make any money. I collected some dividends along the way during this, you know, during this. Um, uh, so maybe I made a little bit of money on the dividend and I ended up exiting right around where I bought it. But um, I'm out for now just to get out of the way of that collapse there. I do think, Deb, I do think AT&T, which will be a pure play on a 5G network rollout, is probably going to be a great investment. I do. You know, but for right now, there are so many dividend holders. They have to dump if the dividend gets cut. They may dump, they may not. But there's going to be a, a, a changing of the guards of shareholders is my guess. And so we're out of it for now. Morning, Stephen. How are you? Excellent, Stephen. An Armor Insider. Yeah, 2% alpha. Amen. Well done. It was those precious metals that helped us out. Extra crispy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I thought you thought some of my like that. I'm glad you did. Okay, William. R Y. C-E-Y. Rolls-Royce. Huh. That's interesting. How much of Rolls-Royce has to do with jet engines? Or is it all more cars? Because Boeing looked really good, you know, coming out of that base right there. And that makes me really want to look at GE. That's a nice tight pennant on GE. I got to add that to the list. That, that stock probably should be owned. The risk-reward is a no-brainer there. You know, it goes back below the low of the 18th. Okay, you get out. But if it breaks out of that cup and handle, that thing could, that thing could have some serious upside. <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> Maybe that's, they're the only ones got it right. That's funny. Amen, James. Amen. I hope you're right, man. We are loaded up at the Armour Report on Silver Place. All right, so we own some Sprott Physical Silver. It's my favorite physical way to do it. That's just a massive pennant, you know? At some point in here, that pennant is going to explode. Remember, it did it here, and they immediately beat it back down. 
at some point they won't be able to stop it. And our favorite way to play it is SILJ, which are all of the small cap silver stocks. And as you can see, they're, they're kind of leading. They're already out of their pennant, depending on how you, I, could, I guess I could go like that if you want. But I like, when I draw trend lines, I like to connect as many tails as possible. Really right there to me. See that, that blue right there, that, that tail right there. That's why I draw it down there. Cybersecurity looks unbelievable. And, oh, you know what I forgot to mention is Palo Alto had a blowout earnings announcement. And that thing just gapped up. That should be on the list. FUBO and a lot of other uh, innovator type of names. I, I, these names, here's, don't fall into this trap. These names made a lot of money for people during a period in the market that was insane. The market is changing. And you're not going to get that type of move. You're not going to get a recovery that fast. You have people trapped up here that are now called overhead supply. See, here, when the first broke out, nobody, nobody owned it when the stock went above 20. Nobody owned it. So it just started to rip, and there was nobody to sell it except for guys booking profits. Now when it tries to go up, there's people stuck in there at 30, at 40, at 50, and they can't wait to sell it. And so what you do is you get um, rallies that fade, rallies that fade as you look for an entry point. You look for really higher lows to prove that the bottom is in. Hey, Raymond, that was you. Nokia, I love it. Um, yeah, man, yeah. The, um, the, the, the leaps are real cheap. Well done. I, if I could give you a, um, if I could give you a gold star or a gold medal or something right now, I would, because I think you're on to something and I think you're right. The, the leaps are cheap. Yeah, we're still on Gilead. Looks good to me. I, I like it. I'm, I'm sticking with Gilead and, you know, our favorite names, Gilead, Bristol Myers is breaking out of a pattern there. I even like Merck. Everyone hates Merck right now. It's my favorite time to buy the stock. Pfizer is starting to look good. I mean, Pfizer looks great. You think it's... Regeneron is the best name in IBB, you think, huh? An old favorite of mine. You know, I went and met the management of this company years ago. Years ago. They were in Pelham, New York. Went to the company, toured the facilities. Look at that breakout there. Yeah, I mean, it's a pullback right to um, the 200-day. It's making a base. So maybe. Maybe I should revisit that story. Rockets. I don't have any thoughts for you on that, man. I think that stock is done. Not, no interest in that. Yeah, no, the, the answer is no on that. Okay, if you want intraday, um, so you're asking the question about our Armor Original subscription. Okay, that is literally, that is just for somebody who wants to come in at the end of the day or on the weekend and go into the website and access and I'll just show you what you're going to have access to, okay? You're going to go into the website, and you're going to access 
whoops. Okay, you're going to see the armor model portfolios. You're going to see our exclusive video. So you're not going to see the morning video and the in-game update at 2.30 while it's happening. But at night, you'll be able to see it before the next day's trading, right? You're going to see our whiteboard, all the different research we're doing, right? And the risk monitor. You're also going to get these two uh, uh, entry points here. So I write a captain's note, captain's log, right? I write it every day, either in the morning or, you know, uh, at the end of trading each day. Okay, and if you drill down into that, what it gives you is an opportunity to see, you know, just a, a synopsis of what it is I'm thinking. But also I give you some of the news and notes from the Slack room that we were talking about that was of interest. Okay, so the Armor Original is really what I created a website for. It was just a website, <clears throat> no Slack room, no live screen share, just a website that I was going to create at the end of each day for investors to use as a resource and help manage assets, okay? A lot of value in that. That's what I created it for. You don't have to day trade. You don't have to care about intraday volatility. You can execute the following morning, right? So some people really want to know what it is the minute I do it and they want to go with me. That can be a blessing and a curse. I mean, sometimes we make a ton of money that way. Other times we're going to lose some money. The individual who's using Armor Original isn't going to see how the sausage is made during the day. You're just going to see at the end of the day what made it to the spreadsheet, what the stop is, what the target is. And then you can go ahead and execute, right? So hope that answers the question. All right, uh, Ford. Yeah, I saw that story. Ford looks great. Put up on net. EVG. Loaded up on that. Oh, yeah. Anything looks really good to me. I mean, look, everything that looks good to me still comes with a stop. So I don't sit on something. If it's going to break down, I'll be out. But I just, I like that entry point there. And uh, Pridium Gold is just, that's just such a, a cup and handle. I just can't help it. I have to own that thing right in here. Right? If it takes out these lows right here, the story's over not going to work. But if this comes to fruition, there, there should be a lot of upside there. <coughs> Excuse me. O-T-R-K. I uh, don't know that one. I have to do some research. That gap down, you know, kind of gives us time to do research because that trapped a whole bunch of people. What else we got here? Amen, brother. I'm trying to get out. I'm going to get, as soon as this is over, I'm taking the day and the weekend off. But the weather has been unreal here. It's just been so volatile. Endeavor looks great, Mo. It looks just phenomenal. You know, I mean, the silver stocks look great. PVG looks great. Uh, I'm not, I don't, I'm not specifically buying Endeavor. I do own PVG. But just because I'm not buying it doesn't mean it's not right. That chart looks great. All right, thanks for that dish idea, Raymond. Not, not the fundamental idea that I'm interested in, but I wish you, wish you well. 
Hey, Festeroso, I appreciate that comment and that thought. Thank you. Yeah, um, Deb, you've got to read this story from the Cato Institute. If you're following me on Twitter, or if you're not, it's at Brett, B-R-E-T, Rosenthal, R-O-S-E-N-T-H-A-L. And I just posted it this morning. Um, and and the, I, I think what Powell's talking about is a stable coin. You've got to go look at what uh, – it's really – the biggest issue, but not to get lost in the weeds here, but the biggest issue for government when it comes to, and for the Fed, when it comes to stoking economic um, um, growth is velocity of money. They have a very hard time in some cases getting people to spend the velocity of money. So they keep pushing capital into the system. Banks don't lend it. It just sits there. It doesn't help. And the velocity on stable coins is unbelievable. It doesn't require Leverage, it's just, there's a, there's a, this is why, like, I, I definitely know that there is a place for cryptocurrencies in the world. I mean, it, it's a real thing. Blockchain is important. I'm one of the first people to say that. You know, it's just a question of how to invest in it. You just got to know the asset you're looking at. But anyway, I digress. Um, you should read this story. I think you'll, you'll find it interesting. And I mean, you might have to read it twice. <laughs> I mean, I, I just read it once. I feel like I have to go over it again to, to really get comfortable with the, with the knowledge. Microcap gold. Boy, William, man, you're, you're just all over these names, right? You know, how about, if you want, I'll, you'll, I'll, you play that microcap card and I'll play this one. Oh, maybe I can't play it. Come on here. There it is. There it is. Wallbridge. Wallbridge at 55 cents. I see your VGZ and I raise you a wall bridge. <laughs> oh, it's so funny you mentioned Roku. I, I mean, the chart pattern looks great. And I was on the conference call trying to go over, when I say on the conference call, I like to listen to earnings calls, but I don't listen to them the day they happen because there's too much hype and everyone's excited one way or the other. I listen to them when the chart pattern starting to look interesting to me. And then I go back and listen to the most recent earnings uh, conference call and try to, you know, based on the price action, I try to get an understanding of how the market perceives what the call was. So I never listen the day of. I should say rarely. I mean, I rarely listen the day of. I guess if I own the stock already, I might listen. But anyway, so that double bottom on the 200-day looks really tasty to me. And when I listen to the conference call, I just don't, I just, I can't get comfortable with the fundamental story. There's so many moving parts. I, I don't know. I've owned it before. I made money on it before. I, I, I got off of it too soon. Um, maybe I should keep doing work on it because the chart looks really good. It sure does, man. And, and you know, Hecla was a great day trade for us. We got the day trade right here on Hecla. And then, I mean, some of us held it overnight on the trading desk, and we had a huge run here. Profit's been booked now. It's four standard deviations above the 200-day moving average. So I'm out of it right now, but <clears throat> I would love to be back in Hecla Mining. Yeah, this is an <clears throat> interesting idea, a renewable idea. You guys got a lot of questions for me. I got to rip through there before we go. Karen, I'm with you. Uh, ADA is pretty interesting.
I know you talk about this every every Saturday, Jersey man. I'm just, I'm just, I can't buy that chart right now, you know. So let's keep it on our list and let's see where it is a little bit, you know, further in the future. It just doesn't work for me right here. And look, it's just kind of a mess of a chart. Yeah, Dustin, um, the chart pattern of GME definitely attracts me. I, I I I agree with you. I mean, but what what do you mean more going on there? I mean, what's what more is going on there? All right, let's do some work on it. I'm going to go listen to the conference call. You're an armor inside. I'm going to listen to the conference call um, uh, of the recent earnings announcement and see if I can figure out if there's anything other than you know just uh, um, the Reddit crowd because you're you're absolutely accurate. That chart pattern is compelling. And look, at the very least. We don't have to do any research if we don't want. You buy the stock here. You use the low of this day as your stop. The low of the 50-day moving average is your stop. If it closes below the 50, you're out. If not, the thing could, it could scream from here. It's a nice pennant consolidation. Uh, I'm with you on that. You say I'm not interested in RLGY. I, I am interested. I, what do you mean? I'm not sure I get that. I am interested completely. I think this is a great idea. I just got to find the entry point. I'm not going to pay up for anything in this market. That pattern doesn't interest me, so I'm going to move on for the sake of time. Um, Palantir does interest me. I'm out there buying, you know, the crypto, uh, not crypto, the um, cybersecurity companies. So you got to, you know, throw PLTR into the mix, but I just don't love the chart pattern. I mean, it's just lower lows, lower highs. It just doesn't set up for me. Is to it. How are you? I was wondering if you were here with us today. Um, you know, what's the investment theme? What's what's the theme there? Why would we? Why do we want to do Siri? You know, is there something new? Usually, when I'm looking for an investment, I, I want a new story. Like, it's not. It's not just a pattern. First of all, that's your pattern. So, you know, I'd like to see it break out of the pennant before I get long. Although, I mean, you could buy it right here. If it takes out the low of Thursday, you'd be out of the stock. You know, so that, that's what I would do if I if I had an interest in this. But is there a turnaround story in here? Like, what's going on? I have to do some research on that before I get interested in it. That's interesting, William. Let's put that on our list and talk about it. I know you're an insider, too, so we'll, let's, let's think about that one. ASM, ASM, AMAT, you know... LRCX, these guys are all, you know, in the sweet spot right now because we have a semiconductor shortage. And so, you know, I look at SOX and I wonder, should I own shares of SOX, which is the semiconductor index, which owns all of those guys? And I just, I can't get comfortable with the pattern. It's just not a pattern I have an interest in. So I'm, I'm not doing semis, but I could be wrong. Hey, Stephen, thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. Hmm. 
Interesting. Ares, what's happening, brother? MDT. Medtronics. Yeah, not, not a bad pattern. I have to do some research on that. You know, I know you love ISRG. And hey, let's, have, let's give everybody, um, everybody give Ares a round of applause for his uh, catching forward right on the Armor Trading Desk. Yeah, they had a blowout quarter here, didn't they, Intuitive Surgical? Hmm. All right, let's put that on our list and talk about it on uh, Monday. Hey, thanks a lot, Deb. See you later. Have a great weekend. Yeah, no, I, I actually I like it a lot, Dustin. I, I think it's a great idea. All right, everybody, thank you so much for spending time um, with me on a Saturday. Don't forget, you can subscribe right down here to the YouTube videos or, of course, the um, Armor website. I'm going to just take a nice long break now, watch a little hockey, I think, and um, see you guys again on Monday. All right? Take care.